0: Hi everyone, Michael and Marsha here and you're listening to episode 4 of the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. We quit social media. No, not really. That's not us. But that kind of statement is common amongst the minimalist community. Everyone seems to be boycotting social media. I get it. It is addictive and for many of us, it's subtly destructive to our lives. It's not all bad though. In this episode, Marsha and I discussed our love-hate relationship with your Instagrams and Facebooks of the world. We also reflect on what tools we use for connection before social media as a culture, as well as our internal struggles of using social media for business. There's lots to unpack here, guys, so um, I'm keen to jump straight in. Let's do it.
1: A lot to cover.
0: Yes, there is. Uh, Marsha, you ready? Yep. What are we talking about today?
1: Social media.
0: Oh. Buzzword, <laughs> buzzword alert. <laughs> social yeah, it's a media. big
1: topic, and it's been a point of discussion for us for a really long time. Especially when you bring it up, you bring it up more so than I do.
0: Yeah, let's. Yeah. Uh, we do have a love-hate relationship with social media, and yeah, we have talked about it so much, particularly as minimalists. Mm. Um, but before we get into that, uh, you know, I think it's when we look at the progression of the internet. And even the internet as it feeds into mobile phones, because I think they're two really key moments in our culture. Yeah. Uh, to bring us to where we are today with social media and everything that we're doing now. But mm. we want to feel connected. Mm. I think even if you're introverted, there's a longing to feel connected and we're validated. We're human beings. We, human we beings.
1: want connection, regardless. Yes. If it's face to face, online, with strangers, you know.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, with that, I think. You know we're we're about to turn thirty one.
1: Yeah.
0: So we're not. Um... That's
1: your birthday month.
0: Yeah, it's birthday month. <laughs> awesome. So I mean, we're not like really young, but we're not really old. But I think we we definitely grew up in the nineties, where you know the dial up was to start in the beginning here in Australia. Yeah. And and I know going into the early two thousands, my first sort of realization of the internet and this longing to connect with others was through instant messaging. Yes. Uh, Do you remember the good old MSN messenger days? Yes.
1: (laughs) You literally spend all day at school and then you rush home to jump on MSN so you can talk to people that you've either just spoken or spent all day with at school or people that you're too chicken to speak to face-to-face yeah. at school. <laughs> I mean,
0: think about how many relationships and dating and yeah. gossip and everything happened and behind closed doors and, and instant yeah. messaging. You and I had an argument.
1: On MSN? Yeah. Uh, Do you remember
0: where, where you could you, block each you, other? Yeah. and You blocked me. <laughs> Guys, but just a bit of background story. Uh, M- Marsha and I actually... Like we've known each other for a long time. We knew we've known each other since grade seven, and we went to high school 19 together. Nineteen years. Nineteen years. Uh, Marsha did have a crush on me in in oh, uh, high school. I always take an time. opportunity to talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we I what remember were we we're
1: talking t- about. You look, always remember this. Yeah, I,
0: I, I just remember that we were talking about a mutual friend and what they were planning like the, what they were studying in university. And I think it was a Bachelor of Arts. And back in the day I was like pretty like arrogant, left brain thinking, like, you know, a degree had to have some sort of tangible return on investment. This is the way I used to think. So I was talking what's about the way
1: that you were raised, yeah, and, and the people you were around. So yeah, it's explanatory from that point of view.
0: <laughs> Thank you. But um, so I was just like, oh, you know, an arts degree. Like, what's the point of an arts degree? And this started this like instant messaging argument between. How and did I, that
1: even come up?
0: I don't know. But uh, you ended up blocking me.
1: But what? Why did I? I don't even remember this. Yeah, why did I disagree? Like, what was the problem? You didn't think that it was a value and I thought otherwise. Yeah. Right. Correct.
0: So, you know, you have in the background that you have in creative fields, you were just like, well, no, this is a great degree. And I'm like, no, I just don't understand the point of it. Yeah. Uh, Okay.
1: It's like you were probably thinking this isn't going to get that person anywhere in life. Yeah. Why are you supporting it? Yeah. In in a way.
0: Which in hindsight, look, I studied accounting and finance. I would prefer, I would have preferred to do a Bachelor of Arts yeah not like now yeah. <laughs> so it's come a long way, but um anyway, so the, I digress so msn messenger uh it was a huge deal for us growing up and and then like the internet started to really ramp up, so we went from msN to it I would have been internet. was it like Bebo or myspace
1: I never used Bebo I used myspace that yeah. was the that was like I think we still used. Uh, Messenger at the time yeah. but like MySpace started becoming popular because you could upload pictures and it was kind of like the down, biggest downgrade from Facebook. Yes. I mean, we didn't have Facebook then yeah. so we didn't know what it was like but um, now thinking back on it, it was probably the most similar.
0: Oh yeah, that's when you can set up your own profile, profile yeah. and, you and know, invite, you, friends. Uh, invite friends yeah. and follow people that are not inside your network. So um, I remember it it didn't last that long in my life anyway. No. I don't know about you, but there was a few of these social media web applications that came out and then it seemed like they just disappeared into yeah. thin air. And anyway, um, I remember, you know, some people talking about Facebook. I know my brother was talking about it. And so I jumped on that. And, and I think this was, you know, the first time we really saw a shift like a huge shift, like away from MSN Messenger and everybody sort of jumping on Facebook.
1: But I think it probably at the beginning, you felt like it was going to just be like MSN Messenger and MySpace, like it wouldn't yeah. really stick around and take off as much as it did, right? Yes. Because it was like the new thing, everyone jumps on it and then you don't really think too much about the future of it and what what it actually ended up being as it is today. Yeah. So, it's a, it's a massive thing. But before we get into social media, because that's the way that we're leading with this conversation yeah. right now, I just want to touch on how people used to connect before social media came around. Ooh. So, you know, there were so many other ways, but I think, you know, some of them were over the phone or email, text message, um, obviously face-to-face, snail yeah. mail chat rooms, groups and forums and like all some of the things that we've already mentioned. But I feel like those times felt more real because you didn't waste time scrolling through your phone or jumping on your computer and spending hours upon hours just looking at random things. Yeah. Just for the sake of killing time. Without really realising. So... There was much more connection, but mind you, I think people would disagree that there is more connection now globally with people that you can connect with all over the world with the new social media. Yeah. But I kind of, in a way, miss the good old days just because it made you feel like you could introduce so much more into your life of the things that you wouldn't do now just because we're all so busy
0: Well, we weren't as flaky as well. Yeah, like we had to really, kind of coordinate and communicate to each other when we wanted to talk to each other on the phone. Yeah, to have an hour long conversation. Yeah, and there was
1: more depth to the conversation because who who talks on the phone these days? There was competition
0: in your family of who was to use the phone. Yeah. And oh, when are you gonna get off the phone so yeah. I can call oh my God. friend?
1: The yelling and yeah. screaming and abusing of each other was crazy.
0: <laughs> but but I even think...
1: just like dial-up internet, I remember when yeah. Sims came around. That was like the first game that was ever in my household on the computer, and we still had dial-up internet. Yeah. No one could use the phone because the internet was being used. So it was that argument again. Yeah. Because something had to be. Down, but then that person wanted to be entertained in some way rather yeah. than sit there and watch TV or hang out with their friends, so it all kind of evolved. And now everyone has their like, who well, argues about so like using any device? Well, this now, is the thing, and know? this is I'd everyone love to has make this own. point
0: because I think we had to work so much harder, yeah, to feel connected, yeah. So by the time we did have that connection, we treasured it more. Mm. It was more meaningful, yeah, right. Because we had to get to a payphone and insert coins. Right, we had to make that call count. We had to, you know, when we picked, opened up an envelope for a letter, there was so much work that went into getting that stamp onto it, getting into the snail mail, and receiving that letter that you took time mm. to read that letter as opposed to something like email or instant messaging. So, when well, you're everything, more
1: mindful of what you're yeah. writing because now with text messages, you even just look at. Some of my friends and siblings that send text messages, you kind of go like, "That's okay, yes, lol." Like, there's a lot of constant brb. You
0: know, <laughs> no that. one uses brb anymore. No, they don't. That's what like are you a, talking about? That's like MSN Messenger talk.
1: <laughs> totally.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. So there was there was much more meaning behind the sentences and words, and like you actually thought about it much more than you do now. Yeah. Um, in the way that you communicate with people, yeah. even face-to-face, I find that conversation, I think people are more distracted these days than they used to be. Because
0: we have so much at our fingertips, which yeah. which is the point I'd love to make. Because I think, you know, as we go back to this progression of, you're right, analog world, working hard to sort of connect with each other and valuing that connection more to, you know, instant messaging to Facebook of coming home, prioritizing time to be on Facebook on a computer yeah. to then, boom, phones, mm. smartphones. Now, mm. this is where things get very interesting. Watches. Watches. But this is where things get really interesting because now you've got internet's getting faster, you've got social media established on the web, but then you had companies like Twitter and then later on Instagram, which is basically exclusive on a mobile device, that just took things to another level because now all of a sudden we have something that's with us all the time.
1: Yeah.
0: As opposed to being on a desktop and a computer, mm. we have access to connection whenever we want. Yeah. So, so you talk about before social media, before the internet, how hard we used to work for connection. We don't have to work at all for connection now. No. And I think when your Instagram came out and it was only on mobile and, and now off the back of Facebook, we, it, it's not only just about connection, it's now utility. Like I can't even remember how we used to organize like a group event mm. before Facebook, mm. you know, so email. yeah, it was like email threads and, 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 and like, I don't know, you get on the phone and you'll just sort of coordinate where everyone's going to meet up for this event or you'll send out a letter. Mm. So it's, it's progressed so much now on the mobile phone. And I think this is where it draws a lot of concerns for people because, um, like, sometimes my thumb will get sore. Really? Sometimes, yeah. What from on earth using, are you doing? From using my phone. How much are Just you using your phone? Scrolling <laughs> up and down on my phone.
1: Well, your thumb obviously needs a workout because yeah. it's weak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is like, when you have this thing in your pocket or in your handbag that you can access it at any time, it, it's changed everything. And I think... That's why we want to bring it back to now minimalism and now why there's so many people boycotting social media or quitting social media because of this addiction, this attachment that we have to our devices and, and our longing for wanting to feel loved and validated and how many likes that we have. Um, you know, I think that's why it draws a lot of concerns for people. But you know, I think we recognize that side, but I think we also recognize some of the benefits as mm. well.
1: Well, even just, you know, living with intention and eliminating things that stop you from doing so is what minimalism means to us personally. Yeah. So and I think that, that was introduced more so to us when we became minimalists. Yeah. And thinking of, well, is this tool actually adding value or is it taking it away? because you know it is a procrastination tool and it can be used that way or you can sometimes find value in it instead of seeing it as a distraction so there's it really comes down to you as to how do you, how you use it yeah and um what you're consciously aware of when you're using it and what you're using it for
0: absolutely so i mean on that note like if we had to put forward a argument as to why we love social media and i use the word love intentionally because i want us to feel uncomfortable because i think it's been conditioned that we shouldn't like social media mm. you feel me so well
1: it depends which circle you're in i know
0: but for a lot, a lot of people there's there's not a lot of haters but I, you know i'm sure there's going to be a lot of Psychological evidence that comes out later to understand the impact of it. Well, but
1: there already is. There already
0: is, but let's let's talk about why we think it's a useful tool. Why we like social media. Uh, we did write a write a post. Marsha wrote a post about this last year, uh, we, which we'll link to in the show notes as well. But I think obviously the first one um, is connection. Yeah. Just you know, having being con- I've connected with with family that I have in Ghana. Mm-hmm that I never would have had access to, or, well, in the way that I have access to them to see what's happening in their lives. It's much
1: less awkward rather than, like, if you want, you know, your house phone rings and your mum or dad are talking to family and they hear that you're in the house, you're like... I'm here but I'm not here or I want to talk to them but I don't know what to say and it becomes this awkward conversation, especially if they speak a foreign language and you don't quite understand or you – I mean, I was always okay but, you know, I can see that awkwardness whereas on – if you're communicating with someone on Facebook, for instance, you can write a thought-out message – And connect with them that way where it still makes them feel like you care and you want to stay in touch. Yeah. But it's not that awkwardness on the phone as to what to talk about and what to say to each other. Yeah. Especially as a child growing up, you know, at home, I feel like a lot of people can actually connect with that. And now that they can have conversations with family and close family friends online without that awkward feeling around it
0: yeah it's a huge enabler and i think yeah we talked about facebook a lot but facebook owns instagram and whatsapp <laughs> so and then part of facebook is facebook messenger oh, whatsapp as well as yeah facebook good. messenger and whatsapp so facebook has both of those utilities which are huge they for that don't connection everything. They don't, like like whatsapp is is like really powerful tool to keep up to date mm. um, with people overseas so Um, connection is one it's interesting I think when social media first came out you saw a lot of people I think publishing their own thoughts and ideas it was a little little bit more original I know this still exists in platforms like Twitter but now when I look at somewhere like Facebook it looks like people just share more so than actually put their own commentary as much as they used to anyway Um, so that's interesting to me in terms of connection is what's the intent behind what we're sharing are we just curating the best versions of our lives or wanted to sound intelligent to our peers or are we actually voicing our authentic selves on the platform so that's a really interesting point as well um so so yeah we're talking about uh connection first um rekindling those relationships that we may not have had if we didn't have social media yeah what are some other benefits that you you love about social media
1: Um, Well, I think, yeah, there's obviously the connection, even just seeing what other people are up to, you know, if they've moved, if they've had a baby, if they've gotten engaged. Because those things like from friends or friends or friends that you don't really have their phone number in your phone, um, you you wouldn't hear that otherwise unless it was through the friend. Oh, you know, when you catch up. Oh, did you know that blah, 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 got engaged or had a baby or that type of thing? Um, So it's a
0: good stalking tool as well.
1: Yeah. It's a very (laughs) good,
0: it's a very powerful stalking tool. But
1: I, a while ago, I actually went through my Facebook and I unfriended a lot of people because I started thinking, well, if I wouldn't actually say hi to you on the street, why am I friends with you on Facebook? Yeah. I mean, I can probably do another cull, um, but that's kind of the the idea and the viewpoint that I had behind who I sort of unfriended or people that were negative or people that just rubbed me the wrong way where I was like, I don't, I don't want to see your things pop up in my feed. And it was just unnecessary or someone that was, uh, that, that I just personally didn't like that much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but there were, there's, now there's Marketplace, so there's a platform for people to buy and sell things on there. I've sold multiple things when we moved out of our place. Yeah, you're a Marketplace ninja. Well, it's, main, it's mainly either Marketplace or um, Gumtree that I've been using to sell our things before we move overseas. Yeah. Um, so and it's made it so much easier like i think more people or i should say less people are using ebay for that purpose cuz it's just so much quicker and more transparent i was never an ebay person but um but
0: is is the marketplace successful because facebook knows you're already going to be on facebook so it's just making it more convenient to trade products yeah. With others. Well, they're they trying have to the bring as much profiles. in-house yeah. exactly
1: as possible to take away well, from other platforms. To,
0: yeah, another platform. You go there specifically with for that purpose. Yeah. Whilst Facebook is like, oh, yeah, I'm already here. I may as well yeah. check out these shoes or sell this yeah. table or whatever.
1: And again, it works with the algorithm. So, as soon as you look at, let's say, a particular dress, it'll then have that little mm. red notification to say, there's more items like this one or you know it's they've reduced it in price or there's constantly right. things popping up to notify you to go back into that cuz i hate those little red reminders i always get rid of them i have no unread emails i have no unread text oh, messages like i just can't the badges, yeah. yeah i can't stand them yeah so and i have a heart attack when i see someone that has like a few hundred unread text messages <laughs> or <laughs> emails yeah so anyways we won't go down that path but yeah so there's there's a lot more there's marketplace there's connection there's groups
0: there's groups, groups are, let's pause for a second like because groups are that's kind of a big deal, yeah, like you know they they've taken what is basically what we used to use as like forums, yeah, like online forums, yeah, and they've built it into Facebook, yeah, and I think a lot of people I know like are part of groups for yeah. various reasons. Um, I know because us- that's
1: kind of like their own like minded community in a sense Absolutely. of asking certain questions or you know like we're part of a few vegan Facebook groups, yep um and minimalist ones um zero waste, and zero I, waste. And I think
0: and I think that goes to a point that I wanted to bring up about like I think social media is good particularly if you 're living you know minimalist vegan lifestyle. I think particularly in the the initial stages of that transition, you need as much support as you can get. Yeah. And sometimes it's worth actually creating a bit of a a bubble around Um, your new values that you're creating for yourself. So, you know, I know when we first became vegan, we were constantly looking for other vegans to connect with. Yeah. Um, Because I think we all want to validate some of the decisions that we make. And know that other people are And out talking there to other people that have late. experience or exactly.
1: know a bit more than we do. Yeah. Rather than doing it all ourselves. Because it's interesting because now that there's groups, everyone's in a way become a little bit too lazy to do their own research. Like the amount of times that I see the same question being asked, like they don't even bother searching for that answer. Yeah. That's the first thing that I do rather than posting you know, to see if someone else has asked that question before rather than posting it again. But it can become a little bit draining once you see too many things popping up. Like, you know, when Magnums first became available in Australia that were vegan, every second post that was on my feed was about the Magnum. yeah. So, and we still haven't tried them. Um, Which is actually
0: really cool though, because you've got people locally taking photos. Yeah. Of like when a new vegan product will become available. Yeah. Like, so it's, that, and that's really comforting, I think, in some ways. Yeah. And it's like. It just
1: can become a little bit too much. It's like, okay, for the min- millionth time, I've seen that Magnums are available in my local supermarket. Yeah. And then people freak out. Oh my God, there's none left. Which other place in Canberra has that? Yeah. And it's like, okay. Can you just have a separate conversation about magnums somewhere else, so that yeah. everybody has to look at? Maybe I should just turn off notifications. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's well within your control. <laughs> so, I just forget. Yeah. So, but it's so yeah. You got groups, and you know whatever your interest is, it could be succulent gardening, it could be music, design, or even for business. For you know, business, like I'm part, part of, of a yeah.
1: a group where they do. Um, Recipe roundup. So, they say this is the theme, you know, share the recipes from your own website, giving me permission to share a link back to your website from that recipe. Yeah. So, you know, that can also increase view for you if they share it on their website, linking back to your own website. Yeah. So, there's definitely, there's obviously benefits, many benefits. And this is my argument for staying on Facebook. I have two main arguments. Sure. Uh, one is for business because I find that a lot of our traffic still does come from social media. Yeah, um, and which
0: is, I mean, guys, if you if you have a business or not even a business, a project, passion, passion project that you want visibility for, yeah, then of course, yeah, social media is going to be really powerful for that. I mean, it's not as powerful as what it used to be because mm. um, there's so many people, like there's billions of users at this point, so everyone's competing for attention on your feed. So therefore it becomes more about, you know, how much you can afford to pay to have access to that feed. Um, So the reach is not as great as what it used to be, but still it's visibility, it's connection, it's more eyeballs on what your project is. So, um, you know, I know some businesses and we'll link to uh, an article in the show notes, um, but somebody that we respect and admire, a freelance writer by the name of Alexandra Franzen, it actually runs her whole online business without being on social media uh, just to show that it is possible to run a business just through a client list and like an email list as opposed to being on social media.
1: Depends what kind of business you have. So, I True. think if you bake cakes for a living, social media is going to be much more effective for you probably than yeah. having a website without social media. True. So, I think for her being a writing business, it's much more uh it's much easier for her in that way to yep. to focus. And she's got plenty, cli- plenty of clients. So it wasn't really a risk for her to be off social media. And I'm not saying that it's the wrong thing to do. Yep. But I think in many ways, um, it can only enhance.
0: It can enhance, but it can also, and I know this has been a conversation you and I have had as well. It, you know, It can also be a little bit deflating to know that To get reach, Mm. you kind of need to be on social media. And I think that concept of needing to be on something kind of bothers me um, because it just shows that it has power over you as an entrepreneur, marketer or a consumer. But it
1: is, you know, it's 2019. So, unfortunately, that's just the way that the world's progressing. Yes. And if, you know, but it's interesting. I find that when I go on other people's websites, I kind of look for the social media buttons and to validate them further, I mean this is terrible, but to validate oh, like them a, further, I yeah. go onto their social media and see how, how often they post or when was their last especially on Facebook, it's very obvious when they posted last. If they posted last two years ago, well then you're not you know, and they have like five hundred people following them. The difference between that or someone that posts two, three times a day and has two hundred thousand followers there's that perception of uh, quality and, and validation and success. Yeah. So it's just
0: like walking past a, a restaurant and no one's there and walking past another restaurant and it's pumping and it's, and it's lines outside the door. Yeah. It's social proof. Yeah. And I think we're looking for that all the time. Which again um, bothers you, <laughs> bothers me,
1: and I can, and I totally because but then, it's then just it becomes, as human cause behavior, people, yeah, because people
0: can buy likes, yeah, people can yeah. buy can. followers, but and if, if that's you their only see goal. that,
1: so well, on so on Instagram, it's more obvious when they do that because their engagement isn't as strong. They can buy as many followers as they want, yeah, but if their engagement's really low, you can see that they've probably purchased the likes, yeah. Because engagement, we mean by
0: like number of comments and likes per post, for example.
1: But see, this is where I really struggle with Instagram in particular, is because I find that a lot of the people that I follow or people that have bigger accounts, they all comment on each other's posts. Yeah. Because they want the exposure and they want um, them to comment on their stuff. Yeah. And a lot of the times, even just by like scrolling through, I look at the comments. And the comments are really shallow. There's yeah. no depth to the conversation. It's like, oh, what a pretty photo. Oh, that looks delicious. You mm-hmm. know, like there's no real connection you there. Make really so,
0: really so, okay. so the, you
1: make a really good point. And that really frustrates
0: me. Okay. So you make a really good point because the title of this episode, well, as far as I'm aware, might change by the time we actually <laughs> publish it, is our hate our love-hate relationship with social media. So an example of loving social media for this example that you're talking about, engagement, would be mm. having a genuine conversation. Good, good conversation with somebody yeah. who cares about something you care about yeah. and you have some back and forth and you make a meaningful connection. That's yeah. a great example of good use of social media. Yeah. A poor example of a reason why we might hate it is those shallow comments. Like when yeah. you're gamifying or you're hacking social media just to get more eyeballs. That to me is bullshit. So I think that's a good example of where do you draw the line.
1: Mm. And I look, and I know some people that have massive followings on social media and that follow other people just for the sake because they have a big social following, not because they like them as a person, but because of their reach. Yeah. And the way that they comment on them, you know, on their posts, I just think. This is why I hardly ever comment. I only comment when I actually genuinely have something to say or if I really like that person. Yeah. I And when I post, I only post, generally speaking, when I have something to say or when we have a post to share. Yeah. Like I've still struggled to step out of that like daily posting of thinking, well, you know... Need to post something on social media, what will it be today, and like literally focusing half my day around that well this that's is, what bothers me because then yeah. social media becomes your reality, not the other way around yeah
0: now we're in a bubble a little bit in uh, in canberra um it's three hundred and fifty thousand people uh you know there's people not as out there uh in the capital city of australia but when we go to bigger cities and in australia or overseas so when we've been to like sydney or los angeles this is where i've really seen like proper like social media influences and it is it just blows my mind like Mm. you go out for a meal
1: well they go out for that meal to have content
0: i know i know but you go out to create the content whether it's on bondi beach in a bikini or whether it's a, a smoothie bowl or something like that in a cafe. But w- <laughs> I, I, I respect it because of the commitment. But it kind <laughs> But
1: it's for me, but, it feels but, so But shallow. I'm just
0: like, I'm looking at people like the way they maneuver their phones, their mm. iPhones to like, they take time. The meal is going to get cold. They have to get the right shot. Um, the way they distort their body to get the right angle of how they look at the beach. Like, there's there's hacks. Look this up, guys. I mean, you well, can go online and look also... at how to pose on social media properly so you look skinnier. No, no,
1: no. Post-production. <laughs> I learned this from my brother oh, really? two weeks ago. There's an app that you can actually make yourself look skinnier. Really? Change your skin tone, like, look more tan. Specifically so for, many like, Instagram things. or something? I don't know. Probably. Wow. But I was just in shock as to how much you can manipulate you can whiten your teeth. You can look completely different. You can look at like this beach babe when you're a beach whale. (laughs) (laughs) You said beach babe. Beach whale Uh, to a beach whale. okay. Okay. But you know what I'm saying? And so when I saw that I was like, Wow, there's so much manipulation going on here. Yeah. Just to post something onto social media to get more likes.
0: Yeah, but then why do we want more likes?
1: Well, for validation, to feel better about ourselves.
0: Correct. And I'm glad you went straight to that point because, it, you know, what void is that trying to fill?
1: Well, the lack of connection that we have as humans face-to-face
0: probably. Isn't that ironic? Mm. So, <laughs> we've got these tools for We're connection. We're going further and further away yeah. from
1: face-to-face connection and trying to make that a thing online.
0: Yeah, but but it's it's a huge popularity contest. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just high school amplified across the whole internet, across billions of users. Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. And this is the behavior you see to gamify social media. So that's the hate part for me.
1: Well, I just, I'm worried about the younger generation as to what their future is going to look like if that's all that they care about. Because now, even with Instagram stories, once they've now removed that you can post anything, it doesn't have to be captured within 24 hours. People can manipulate where they've been, what they've seen, you know, whatever they're doing. They can pretend to be somewhere where they're at home on the couch. That's true. Stuffing their face
0: with hot chips,
1: you know? Yeah, but (laughs) I'm out of the club. But I also (laughs) think
0: followers are a lot more dialed into what's going on. But, you know, the biggest, um, the fastest growing demographic. And adoption rate is actually coming from baby boomers into Facebook. Did you know that? I'll go find a, well, Facebook,
1: an article. Facebook, yeah. See, Facebook, I feel like, is is more of a, an older generation. But, it, friendly but social media friendly. ages
0: up. It always ages up. So, um, like, Facebook started off young and then it gradually aged up.
1: Yeah, but do you see Instagram going in the same direction? Yeah, I don't probably think so. Will,
0: but we'll we probably cite here some people on podcasts. 10 years ago saying that facebook would not age up and it did you know it started off in a in a dorm room it started off on a a college campus in a dorm room specifically Mm. and now our parents are using it you Mm. know what i mean like it's (laughs) we never would have thought it would have got to that point but it did now i'm not saying that my mom is going to be snapchatting but your mom's
1: not on social media is
0: she well she's on whatsapp is she uh, yeah, on yeah, Facebook. Well, no,
1: no, What's up? Yeah, okay, I was like, I'm not friends with your mum on Facebook. How <laughs> dare she?
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, but yeah. So look, there's love hate in in so many elements, but it comes down to how you use it, how it's gamified. Um, and you know, there's so many benefits to social media. We're talking about reach. We're talking about groups, events, marketplace connection instant messaging like there's so much because how would
1: you now these days when i think about it like this is where the fomo kicks in for me the opportunity of actually connecting with people in groups um and asking them questions that like if you search anywhere else on the internet you're not going to find the answer yeah because it's really mundane sort of random questions that people don't necessarily post content about on on the internet um and the other one is connecting with people from all over the world, like oh. family and stuff. And I but think even, it's going to be even more crucial for us when we move to Europe in six months' time.
0: Absolutely. But you, do you remember when we went to America and we were able to set up events? Yeah. Like in Vancouver. Yeah. Like a Facebook because event. Because of Yeah. And actually have a, meet up, have a meetup. Yeah. I have a meetup you with know, a group of people over a meal that we didn't know, but were connected to our brand. Yeah. Because of social media, yeah, that's pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, mind you, we could have probably we did also send it over our newsletter. Yeah, so there's uh, there's obviously ways around it, but it it just almost seems like a harder task. Yeah, can before I forget, there was one point that I wanted to mention how you were sure. saying like when in LA in all obviously bigger cities where you found people that. um are doing things specifically to create content and their meals getting cold. So there was this, when we were listening to the radio, when we were going to the coast, how that guy was saying he was interviewed and it blew up and so many parents got cranky and people got upset, single people in particular, that he banned phones and, um, or oh, from the restaurant, from the restaurant, and what was the coloring in books? Because yeah. he wanted people to come to his restaurant to connect with each other rather than staring into their phones. And he was like, I'm sick of people coming to my restaurant, calling themselves influencers, and standing up on chairs, moving things around just to get the perfect shot. Yeah. And then by the time that they finish that, it's 20 minutes, half an hour later and he's he takes pride in his work and he wants to give the best. So, he actually used to go and take the meal away and bring them out another one that was freshly done that was hot again Yeah. rather than them eating something cold and not getting the full experience. Yeah. So, I can understand as a business owner, I mean, he's saying like people are saying he's going to lose customers because of that. But if he's already doing well and people that like that concept, they're more likely to go to his restaurant because they don't want anybody else around them. Like I can't stand when I'm sitting at a place and I see a couple opposite each other literally on their phones. Like, okay, we sometimes do that if we're having a meeting or whatever, if we're doing something for work. But like people that have nine-to-five jobs that literally sit there on their phones while they're waiting for their food that don't have a... That can't be bothered. Well, just, I don't know. But, what is but, it? Why can't think, they have a conversation with each other? I hear
0: that all the time, but I think, um, well, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk will we'll link to him. He's got a, he, he's a, um, what would you call Gary
1: him? Gary V is everyone calls uh, him. Gary
0: V, um, he runs a digital he's media agency like in New he's York. A massive, but he's massive. He's massive on social media. And he always laughs when people say, oh, well, I see a couple talk, you know, sitting across from each other on phones. Um, but it's just like, but that's, People have always been sitting um, in front of each other, but what happened before mobile phones and social media is that they just wouldn't talk as much, right? Now we just have these tools that can stimulate us 24-7. So in the moments where he said, look, nothing's changed in the level of conversation between the couple. It's just we have something to do in between in those downtime moments.
1: Yeah, no, I disagree.
0: Okay.
1: I disagree because I think that People feel like they need that stimulation, and that they can't—they're not satisfied with the conversation that they're about to have with the person in front of them. Yeah, because it's not as, um, you know, like compare it to getting a, ten comments on your post that you've just shared compared to a, an average conversation that you're having in front of you. Yeah, with someone. Yeah, so it's a level—it's
0: like, a level of engagement. There's been times where you literally have not been able to reach me. When I'm out with friends, yeah, because I am so deep mm. in conversation, yeah. Like,
1: but you're different. Like, no, you go deep with conversation much easier than a lot of people. I, that I know, I know, but
0: but that's the point. I didn't yeah. even think. I can't even get to my phone. Yeah, I, like I couldn't. Which I is great. Yeah, I'm like I'm like fighting. I'm like, oh my god, my, like Marsha is trying to reach out to me, and like it was thirty minutes ago. She's gone to bed. And I'm in off so far into this world of conversation about some sort Mm. of debate or something that I literally have to fight to get to the phone. So Mm -hmm. I think you're absolutely right. It's a level of engagement that you're having with the person in front of you. If it's such a good connection, you Mm. forget about your phone. You Mm. forget that it's even there. But if you're bored Yeah. Well
1: But and this is the other thing of having phones on the table while you're eating. Yeah. Because that all already I'm guilty. Triggers your brain to say I'm not giving you 100% of my attention because my phone's there. If it beeps, if it rings, if it vibrates, whatever, I will most likely check it. So, you're not that important to me. I will be checking my phone. That's some psychological
0: stuff right there. Well,
1: it is. But mind you, it's okay for people that have small children or a baby at home that they've left for the first time. What did we do before? What do you mean? Ooh. Oh, well, I know. But I'm just saying like if they just say, if they give you the heads up, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to say this, but I'm going to have my phone out yeah. in case they need to contact me or if someone's in hospital. Like there is obviously exceptions to the rule, but 90% of the time you don't need your phone out. There's no emergency. Like you've gone out full well knowing that you're leaving something behind. So yeah. if it's not that important, you can leave your bag, in, your phone in your bag.
0: Well, yeah, you make an interesting point because I wonder if somebody was to record my behavior, depending on how much I respect the conversation we're about to engage with, my phone will either be flipped upwards or f- downwards. Mm. So, right now we're podcasting. I look at my phone and it's down. but there's times I, don't even I en- have my you phone. Know you don't even have it here, but sometimes I engage in conversation and my phone's up. Really? Yeah.
1: I hardly ever see that. Actually, no. So, obviously, you like conversations with me. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You pass. But
0: maybe, no. But maybe I was... I'm actually, so going to pull you up on this from no, now no, no, on. No, actually, no, no. I think you're right. Because I think when... Actually, I hate you know. I, I, if you if me, you a me, yeah, i you tell me, you tell me, yeah, you tell me to I put want, my phone away yeah.
1: if if I have it out, especially if if someone in my family like sends one line of text messages. The one line. It's text typically messages. my brother my that God. sends like ten in a row.
0: When did our communication <laughs> break up from a paragraph?
1: Well, this is what we were talking about before. Three
0: word emo- emoji. Like one-liners. This is but what at I scale. mentioned before. Though, Ten in a row. How we were ding, saying ding, ding, ding,
1: ding. <laughs> drives you insane. I can't handle. What it. I was saying with the depth of uh, the conversation or the the content. You know how meaningful and how in depth you put how much effort you put into writing whatever you're writing. Yeah, it's gone from letters, really meaningful, beautiful things that you think about that you probably draft up before you write the actual one. Yeah. To lol jokes, I don't think. Blah blah blah. It's it's
0: emojis now, and and it's like the. I love that joke emoji. It's my favorite. (laughs) Emojis are great. I must admit, (laughs) but it's also the um because it's like more. It's creative in a way. And and gifs, gifs. I don't know. Gifs. gifs, not gifs. Wow. Okay, guys. I'd love to hear from you. Is it gifs or gifs? I've
1: never heard anyone say gifs Uh, before.
0: Gifs, okay. Your dad...
1: Oh, I could totally be wrong, Your but dad
0: uses GIFs at scale. Oh, you think... ask
1: him a question and he responds with a GIF. <laughs> and it's like, so... An unrelated GIF.
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> like so, you random... go,
1: shall I just repost my question again? But he yeah. doesn't have a mobile. So, so, Facebook's literally everything to him because that's yeah. the way he communicates with everyone. Okay. Which is... But it's just funny how GIFs are like, you know... But if it's lighthearted normally, if he's in, in one of those moods, but yeah.
0: But I think that it's also just the, you know, we, we communicate completely differently now. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not saying it's all bad. Like it's, I, I get evolution and I get technology, the technology revolution as well. I'm not saying that um, we can't embrace this technology. It's just always questioning why. You know, why, why are we working so hard to stand on a table to take that photo in a restaurant? You know, why does it matter that keep we need our to followers buy, happy. buy followers? Why does it matter that you need some sort of validation to what you say? Yeah. Because um, it
1: makes people feel important. It makes them feel like what they're doing is of value. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of people that pretend to be something on social media. Well, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, it was really disappointing to meet this person. They were nothing like what they put themselves out to be on social media. Yeah. And see, this is where the system's broken because people put not even the best versions of themselves out which is what people talk about a lot it's the fake versions of themselves to make them seem like something that they're yeah. not rather than working internally on themselves yeah. to make themselves a better person they put out something that's fake that's not that's not even yeah. a reality for them or close to it
0: yeah so because they know that it can get results yeah so and
1: see this is this is what I find yeah. sad what well,
0: results, however, or success, however they define that, yeah. in popularity, yeah, um, you know, to make them feel better about themselves,
1: yeah. But there's something I wanted to talk about when it comes to um after reading, you sent me a link to one of Alex's posts that we'll link to in the show notes about she was talking about the amount of she was on Twitter for probably four and a half years, yeah, and she slightly dabbled in, I think it was Instagram for like a summer or I don't think she was really ever on Facebook. But she was saying the amount of time she was spending on Twitter, she times, like she worked out how many minutes a day or how many times she posted or whatever. And she worked that out if she lived to 100, the amount, I think it was like three... Three and a half years. Three and a half years of those 100 years... Three and a half solid, full-time, non-sleeping, 24-7 years she spent, would have spent... On Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. Twitter alone. Between
0: the age of 25 and 100, so 75 years spent. Oh, okay. Sorry. from Yeah. yeah.
1: So, and then she went to talk about how, you know, people spend so much time on social media rather than living their lives, rather than connecting with people face-to-face, like completely switching the way that they see their lives and the way that they see the world. Like being okay with being bored sometimes, not having to be stimulated by tapping on their phone all the time or having to you know, go. they can't go to sleep until they've checked everything, all of their alerts and messages and everything on their phone. So, that made me start thinking the amount of hours that we end up wasting literally just scrolling through the feeds, liking things, double tapping, commenting ridiculously and not engaging with anyone. Yeah. Like, what is that There's no value in that.
0: There isn't. And I think...
1: And that would be, I think, when it comes down to it, sorry to interrupt, that would be one of the regrets that people could have. Not the connections, the, you know, the experiences that they shared with other people, the, you know, places that they've been to, all of the things that they've done. You know, I think that as the generation gets, the younger generation gets older, once they you know, they probably won't do as many things on their bucket list because, or if they do, they'll only do them because they want to post about it on social media. Well,
0: yeah, and which which is interesting because if I was to argue against that, you know, sometimes you wanting to post something on social media or online content, all right, let's expand this out to YouTube and yeah. Or you know, we, we plan on doing that later on this year. Which is ironic. Right? But but I know the conversations you and I have had is that I think vlogging our journey from, you know, moving from Australia to Sylvania, I think will also hold us accountable to getting the most out of life. For seeking pretty powerful experiences, to seek out things which are a little bit more interesting. So. Um, because we're going to be sharing it. But it also has this byproduct of enriching our lives a little bit more as well. So I think there could be two different ways to sort of look at that.
1: Well, it's the intent and it's also your mindset around it. Like we already know that that's the intention. Like one of the main reasons I wanted to start a YouTube channel when we moved to Slovenia is to document that process for ourselves and our family. Because I think that there, honestly, there's nothing better than that. And we... Who takes much video these days and actually puts in effort to to yeah. look at it later on and yeah. to share it with loved ones. So
0: regardless of whether we make this public or not it's actually more for ourselves. Yeah. um to capture this memory.
1: Yeah. I mean there will be things like sharing um you know foods and places that we go to with the vegan community just because it's different like not many people travel to slovenia not many people know about that country and where yeah. it is and what it's rich in and and i think it would be really nice to share that with with others yeah so um you know there will be that sort of stuff that it's more about us sharing things yes. rather than um documenting memorable moments in that sense yes absolutely so but yeah. it's
0: um, but yeah, so I think there's again the hate love there's perspectives that you can look at it, but at the end of the day, it's about how you use it. If I could just share, I'm in a experiment I've done this before, I'm um, probably in my fourth or fifth day, but I've removed all the third party apps from my iPhone, so this includes any banking applications, social media, of course, um I've removed that from my phone, so I've only got. Um, like your really basic applications, like things Pretty like...
1: Pretty much the ones that come with your phone. Yeah, plus. the ones
0: that you just like... As soon as you turn on your iPhone for the first time, those are the apps that I have. So... Um, a couple of things that I noticed. So I, I did this before for about six weeks and it was pretty powerful. You've but done it multiple times. Done it multiple times. But it's kind of like a bit of a detox for but me. But it's
1: funny because it annoys me. I'm like, oh, did you see that? Or did you change? He's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have that app on my phone. I'm like, bloody
0: hell. But this is the thing. You're on it again. <laughs> this is the thing. So, a phone without all those applications is very different. Yeah. So, okay. So, what do I do on my phone now? Well, I browse in the news. I read iBooks a little bit more. I listen to music more because I don't have YouTube. I um, I write in my notes app a little bit more.
1: Do you have the podcast app?
0: I, I, yeah, I use the podcast app all the time. But I don't have Instagram.
1: You don't have social media pretty much. I, I, yeah, I don't or have Pinterest. I don't
0: have... so. So you don't
1: need Pinterest. When are you on Pinterest? Yeah,
0: I don't go on Pinterest that much. But <laughs> but when before I was kind of just procrastinating and scrolling through social media, even though I don't really like social media, no, I'd I didn't. Still,
1: you, you're not the type.
0: Yeah, I'd still look at it.
1: Okay. You know what I
0: mean? I just look at it and and then I'll be like, what well, What am I doing? Mm. But now I don't have that. Now what's really great about this experience is that now when I get to my computer, I have access to social media. But when I go on social media. It's very specific. Because I'm on my computer and there's a lot of stuff to get done. That's not just social media. I limit my time on it. Mm. So, when I'm on it, it's like, cool, I just need to respond to this message. Somebody's messaged me or uh, I check in with Instagram to see how a page is going. And then I'm out. But I'm not scrolling through the feed. Well,
1: there's only certain things that you can see on Instagram without having the app on your phone.
0: Yeah, but it's also you lose some of the experience. I think... Quite frankly, so it
1: devalues it devalues your experience because it doesn't a, have the full function of it.
0: Correct. And it's also as it would through the and app. I think because these apps are now designed to have probably a more powerful experience on a mobile device, because that's typically where most people are going to use it. Yeah. I think the apps actually are just a better experience overall on a mobile device. Yeah. So there's very little incentive for me to spend more time on mm. a on a on a desktop. Um, because it's just not as good a good as experience as it would be on a, my iPhone, for example. So I'm really actually using social media as a utility. Okay, what events are coming up, right? So who do I need to respond to? Uh, what comment do I need to respond to? And then it's over. That's the session over because then I've got emails waiting, there's podcasts to edit, there's articles to write, there's a lot of other more important things to do on a computer. Mm. But on a phone, it felt like more of a procrastination at all. Yeah. So that's been my experience. Um, I don't know how long I'll do this experiment for, uh, but I know I'll continue to type into it when I feel, start to feel like I'm wasting time. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just have a bit of a cleanse uh, around that as well. Um, but I say that knowing that Marsha is on social media. So, if you went on social media as well, I don't know if that will change things, but I know at least one of us, like you're going to be there to at least respond to people if needed. So, I do have that as an advantage as well.
1: Hmm. But I think that um, I used to hide a lot behind the fact that, you know, oh, I can't get off social media. Our businesses are on there. They would suffer, blah, blah, blah. But then when I thought about it, I realized, hang on a second, how much time do I actually spend on social media for business compared to if, um, sorry, compared to just for my, through my normal news feed of personal stuff. Yeah. So, I go onto the uh, business social media page only when I need to respond to someone or if I need to post something. Yeah. That's it. I'm out. But so I'd probably spend maybe 10 to 15% of my time on there compared to my personal. Yeah. But I was hiding behind the fact that oh I can't leave social media because of the business. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter how much time I guess I spend on that business page. I think it's still important to have that presence because people are on there. And they get reminded about our brand and what we're doing that yeah. way. Yeah. So um, I still feel like,
0: and that matters to us. It, it matters does. to us because, like you know, you know, we're we're on a mission to inspire people to live with less stuff and more compassion. That yeah. like, that's very serious to us. Yeah. And you know, we we hope to reach as many people as possible.
1: Hence us starting a podcast yeah. and then later on a YouTube channel and yeah. all of these. It's things. not
0: like we we don't mix our words. There's no. Like, we're completely authentic about that intention. Mm. So, you know, and social media plays a role in that. Yeah. But.
1: but we we don't use social media to, in a way, all of the things that we mentioned just before. Yeah. Like, I don't go on there and comment on people's stuff just for the sake of commenting. Like, I just find that pointless. Yeah. Um, And as I said before, I also post things only when I have something to say. I would though like to share more of our lives because I think that people love connecting with other people as real people and seeing their day-to-day. But then you go and you think, but my day-to-day is so boring or it's this or it's that. You know what I mean? You don't think about how it might look to someone else that finds your life really interesting or exciting or if you've I've got so many things that I could share with people but it just it's never on the top of my mind but we've
0: been inspired that way yeah exactly so we've been inspired to live more in line with our values because we've seen the way other people live and they've shown that it's possible yeah like you know we don't have children we don't plan on having children but you know, I've watched YouTube channels of raising vegan children or zero-waste children, and I'm like, wow, well, that's really cool. Mm. They've given me tangible examples of how that's possible yeah. if we were to ever go down that, that path. Yeah. All right? So that helps. That mm. helps the cause. Mm. Um, it creates aspiration. Mm. And again, that could be used for positive, good, or for evil. <laughs> mm. So you can create aspiration and manufacture that, Um just to take advantage of people just to build mm. your profile or you could mm. be doing it because you genuinely care about a good cause so we all have to have that filter to know you know uh you know to curate the right type of content in our lives as well yeah all right so guys we're up to an hour so we're we're probably going to leave it at that um we you know just to recap you know you, as a minimalist. I feel, we feel you don't need to necessarily boycott social media altogether, right? I, I think there's some great utilities, some great functionality that have been created and innovated out of social media. And again, it's how, use,
1: yeah, but I think the important thing there to mention is that how do people use social media? Yes. And if it brings value to your life, don't ditch it. Just Absolutely. because someone else has and you think oh, they're awesome, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Maybe they don't see any value in it. Maybe they don't fall like your sister yeah. and your brother-in-law aren't on social media yet. They they're very busy people. Yeah, they have a very full life. But it's different for everyone, yeah. you know. So I think it's just important to evaluate your own life and how you see social media fitting into that, and if yeah. it's a positive thing or if it's a negative thing. Yeah, if it's taking you away from things, well, then maybe reassess. Yes. But if it's enriching your life, well, mm-hmm. then or you can just change your habits. Like if it's not, you know, if you're scrolling through brainlessly, maybe start thinking the way that you're using it a yeah. little bit more.
0: Why not experiment with removing it off your phone for a week to see how you feel as a person. See what you do. Does your behavior change? Do you seek different experiences as a mm. result of doing that? um and you know a lot of our devices have analytics to show us how much time we're spending on social media Mm -hmm. you know so maybe do that on social
1: media or on your phone no
0: on your on specific apps okay so you you can you know see how much time you're spending on instagram and multiply that for the rest of your life see if that's how you want to spend your life see if that is when you look back you're like yes worth it or you think oh my god why did i do that yeah cool
1: nice way to wrap it up michael
0: No worries, alright, Marsha. Social media. It's been good. I know we're a bit fired up. Uh, But yeah, let's leave it at that and we'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: Bye. So there it is our love hate relationship with social media. I wonder if you two have the same struggles that Marsha and I do with the modern internet. Uh, if you do, would love to hear from you. You can add your voice to the comments over at the show notes, which this week will be theminimalistvegan.com slash 004. That's theminimalistvegan.com slash 004. Now, blows my mind what Mark Zuckerberg has built with Facebook. To think that this started off in a dorm room on a college campus and is now responsible for billions of users and offering services across a marketplace an advertising platform you've got events community messaging i mean they they own whatsapp and instagram and come on it seems to be all over the world and embedded into our culture but at the end of the day it's just software and it's up to you and i to decide what we want to do with this tool getting back to minimalism minimalism is about finding what brings ultimate value to your life and having the courage to eliminate the rest maybe for you that means it's social media maybe it doesn't but you need to do the work to figure out whether it's worth your time okay so if you like this episode we'd love to hear from you um, help us out by leaving a review on iTunes and you know I'll read it back on the air your feedback helps shape the future of our show and will also help others decide whether it's right for them Thank you for listening. And look, as always, we don't take your attention for granted. Uh, Here's to living with less stuff and more compassion. Chat to you next week. Peace.